What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Three Second Tap, and I'm your host, Samir, and we're going to be reviewing Raw that happened today on March 29, 2021. And for the second time, I'm actually doing it on time, and I'm obviously very proud of doing that because, you know, I just have I've been slacking with that, but I'm really trying to get myself back on schedule. But anyways, going on from the show... Uh, it, it started off with like a little pre-show interview with uh, Drew McIntyre, and he's just giving his reaction to what Bobby Lashley did last um, last week to the lo- locker room about um, you know his his like business demand or business challenge, etc. Whatever you want to call it, where you know whoever can take out Bobby Lashley will mm-hmm. I mean sorry take out Drew McIntyre will get an opportunity at mm-hmm. WrestleMania to face Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. Uh, title so obviously drew mcintyre wasn't happy about that and he um and he's reacting on that regard so anyways um moving on from that uh was the you know just another like uh it was another promo of the night which was bobby lashley uh and he was obviously with the hurt business and this was uh literally right right after the uh you know drew mcintyre reaction but surprisingly he wasn't out there to react to um, Drew McIntyre or say anything towards Drew McIntyre. He was just out there for the sole fact of, uh, you know, wanting to have some other business that he wanted to handle. And, yeah, he, he did he did pay his regards to Drew McIntyre and said, like, you know what, like, he did what he had to do because, you know, like, they're tired of seeing him. Or not really tired, but, you know, Drew McIntyre already has his, had his chances. So they just want to give somebody new the opportunity to do so, to face Lashley at WrestleMania, you know? So that was it. But the other thing was is that... As soon as Bobby Lashley started talking, Bobby Lashley and MVP started talking about the fact that, um, that you know, her business are doing so bad. That's when you start to you know kind of put it, put the pictures together and be like, oh shoot, they are not doing uh, like uh, like they're just not going to be a team anymore. And I was right because you can just see the energy or you can just hear it from MVP's energy. Like this guy's like, yo, you guys like just. You guys, you guys, it was a two-on-one handicap. Like, what are you guys doing? You know, how, how did you lose that? And then, you know, Bobby Lashley, he also um, got his uh, word in there as well. And he said, yeah, it's like, it's a, it's a two-on-one handicap match and you guys failed. And, uh, you know, and you guys also aren't the champs anymore. And like, like you guys are just, you guys are so bad for business. And, uh, you know, Shelton Benjamin is over here pressed because Bobby Lashley called them incompetent. And so he's like, this like, we did so much for you. And like, this is how you're treating us, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So then, uh, you know, Lashley, um, uh, you, you, you can just see, like, the tenses, like, the tension just starting to tighten up and everything. And, you know, Shelton is starting, Shelton's starting, starting to get a little more aggressive. And uh, he kind of, you know, shoves MVP. And then, boom, Bobby Lashley defends him. And uh, there you go. It just turns into a whole brawl where Bobby Lashley just completely, you know, thrashes Cedric Alexander. He goes out of the ring. And um, Lashley just continues to attack on Benjamin and suplexes him in the ring. And then, um, you know, after that, kicks him. This guy kicked him in the freaking rib, bro. Kicked him in the rib and, you know, obviously sent him flying. And, um, yeah, so that was basically the end of the Hurt Business. And, um, you know, Lashley said the Hurt Business is 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 done oh you guys are done from the hurt business etc uh but you know that's just how it is i still feel like the whole the hurt business thing is a thing because it's technically mvp's business and obviously drew mcintyre cedric alexander and shelton benjamin were just like the employees or, or the clients per se so now bobby lash is the only client and uh you know who knows if they'll get any more recruits for the hurt business but anyways uh moving on from that it was the uh, another promo. It was uh, Sarah just interviewing Riddle on 
on uh, you know Sheamus hitting him with uh with his scooter. So uh you know the thing is is that like Riddle obviously was not at all happy with uh you know you know the whole scooter stuff going down. And it's understandable simply simply because you know like Riddle 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 is just that guy that's just you know so chill and like he's just he's just you know vibing and stuff and then Sheamus obviously what he does is uh he's he, he's not too impressed you can just tell he's not too impressed especially since like he's coming fresh off of like a Drew McIntyre uh rivalry which I don't I still don't think that he's completely over with yet but you know we'll, we'll see what goes on from there but anyways Riddle is just you know talking about how you know he's, he's gonna get back at Sheamus later on in their match tonight um but you know right before that interview ended Sheamus came and just shoulder tackled him while he was riding on his scooter um so that that was obviously you know hurtful for him but you know that's just how it goes uh but yeah we're gonna see that match go down uh later on anyway so moving on from that it was just a little thing where you know cedric alexander and shelton benjamin go up to adam pierce and just you know talked about how disappointed they are about you know how they were treated with him so they demanded adam pierce to give shelton benjamin a match against bobby lashley tonight and Cedric Alexander will get a match next week on Raw against Shelton Benjamin, which I mean against uh, Bobby Lashley, which again, Adam Pierce wanted to make sure that these two were in the right mind to actually say this and like they mean it. And they're like, listen, they'll like grow some balls at him and make this thing happen. So it's like, damn, these guys are serious about this. So, all right, uh, that's just how it is. And they're going to they're going to get uh, they're going to get their matches, which again, it, it, it's, it's, it's a pretty good, um, you know, little filler for like the raws that are going into uh wrestlemania because like yeah people don't really want to see drew mcintyre and bobby lashley go at it like um like in an actual official match before wrestlemania they kind of want to see and save it for when it actually goes down so this is a good filler plus like having promos and stuff wouldn't really be uh such an entertaining to watch um filler and plus people will definitely get kind of bored of it as well so that's the situation there but anyways I'm excited to see Cedric Alexander face Lashley next week because that's, oh my gosh, everybody knows that's just going to be a brutal, brutal match. But, you know, we'll talk about Shelton uh, Shelton versus Lashley when it happens. But anyways, moving on from that, was the first match of the night, which was Sheamus versus Riddle, as previously mentioned. And, th like, th this match and all, um, it it's, like, obviously we all know how good Sheamus is because, you know, obviously this guy is just, like, a high-caliber wrestler and he just, you know, Sheamus is just great. And I, and I still think he's great. And I know that he's he's gonna be here for a while, but you know, moving on from that, uh, like little spew about Sheamus, like Riddle is really showing a lot of fight in this guy. Like I'm telling you, like, like I'm 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 very impressed and happy with Riddle and his fighting style. Cause like honestly, when when he first won the championship, um, I was I was thinking, oh my gosh, okay, we're gonna get another guy where you know he's just like this goofy. Uh, and just unrealistic champion where he he just won by luck or like it's, it's a fluke and now he's going to be like parading around with this championship and not being able to properly defend it and just being such a horrible um, representative of the title but no like he proved me so wrong which again i'm so happy of that because i don't like to be right in that situation where it's like the person that's the the, the championship holder is the wrong person or you know not wrong person but i mean like a bad representative you know meaning like they're not someone that you can actually take as a champion you know but riddle this guy if like i'm like I'm, I'm i'm just i'm just happy like you can tell like how speechless i am about how much i'm stuttering by trying to find the words like i'm just really happy to see how riddle is and he actually seems like a proper uh fighter and like i'm telling you like if i was one of the guys that worked at for wwe 2k which honestly i wish i was working for wwe 2k 
um like i would definitely be like this would be another thing about you know ranking raising his overall from like whatever it is right now to a little bit older which by the way that's nothing i'm gonna start doing um on on my socials since i'm gonna start like doing a whole uh, overall thing and it might not be based off of every single show i'll probably do it based off of what they've what they've done in the month so every month it'll be updated you know so um just 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 a cool concept that i thought i'd uh, do and uh well I'll, I'll hopefully have something done for the month of march and uh release it uh in april which literally is in is on nxt uh but anyways moving on uh, uh or actually no not moving on yet from the match but you know I, I know i didn't talk much about the match itself but just riddle's fighting style and that's honestly i want to keep it as that like riddle is doing so great um and you know seamus i had to add this seamus with another dublin smile which i honestly find is such a cool move and i feel like it's it's something really um like it, it's something you can actually you know make fun of your opponents with or you know kind of get in their heads with and i honestly really like it and to me i feel like it's going to become iconic pretty soon and uh, you know maybe in wrestlemania he's gonna come out with some kind of attire or whatever like that with a dublin smile in it and um another thing about wrestlemania and, and sheamus himself like i feel like sheamus is gonna bring bad written in my face and honestly i really really hope that he brings that back because i love that theme song and just that whole image of the sh of sheamus like but just bringing back his old, his old image would just be great especially since he's fighting for his uh, fighting for a, a title opportunity like i'm i'm just so stoked for that like i really hope that happens but anyways moving on from that match was uh you know the fifth promo slash segment of the night um and again like i i know these like little segments and promos are not something that people really use to talk about but i like to talk about it because i feel like everything every everything that the WWE shows in their shows are are something that has an indefinite correlation towards you know the storylines that are going on and just things that can happen in the future you know uh, but anyways, uh, so yeah, Drew back. Drew was, you know, he was backstage and he was, and he came across Amos and AJ Styles, and he's like, oh, uh, coincidentally, you guys are here here while I'm here. So what, you you guys what you guys want to get at me? You guys want a chance at the, um, you know, facing Drew McIntyre? You want to face me and you know get your opportunity with Drew Mac with uh, Bobby Lashley? And AJ's like, yo, like, you need to chill, bro, because like you can tell Bobby Lashley has you shaking in your boots, you know, he's um. He's got he has got you shook, you know, and Drew McIntyre wasn't obviously happy to hear that, but he left and uh yeah, anyways. So moving on from that was the sixth promo of the night and it was Shane McMahon with Elias and Jackson Riker. And they were on uh, they were they were just like talking about their um, you know, their expose of um of, of Braun Strowman. And oh my goodness, this this expose was was kinda hilarious. I mean like first they showed um what, what was it? It was like, oh, you know, Braun Strowman is stupid and like Shane McMahon is just trying to like prove his case on why he calls Braun Strowman stupid and you know quote-unquote Braun Strowman um he showed like his report card from when he was in I think it was grade three or grade five I think it was grade five and you know he's just getting d's on you know every single subject and it's even gym you know and um so there's that and then they sh and then he showed another slide where you know it just shows um I think it was like Braun's face cropped onto uh, a like gnome and it just showed two plus two equals five and then underneath that it says i'm not stupid i'm not stupid i'm not stupid and again like i just love these mind games that shane is playing and just you know trying to rile up the monster 
And, um, you know, like, right after that, you can just see, like, like Elias and Jackson Riker are just there, like, hyping up and, you know, laughing with Shane, with Shane McMahon at uh, Braun Strowman. But then after that, Shane's like, man, I really love this enthusiasm for you, Jackson Riker. So I cannot wait to see how you do um, in your match next up against uh, Braun Strowman. And Jackson Riker shook. Okay. And mind you, he was shook after hearing the hearing he's going to fight. Then, once Braun Strowman music hits, he got even more shook. Like, literally everybody in the ring. Even Elias, and he's not even facing him. And Shane McMahon, as soon as, uh, you know, Braun Strowman is um, about to hit the, uh, you know, the actual ring, you can just see, you know, Shane McMahon, like, taunting him and doing his little, like, you know, skips and steps. And then he just gets out of the ring, and you can see how shook Shane McMahon is. Um, but anyways, uh, moving on from that was the match itself, the second match of the night, and it was Jackson Riker versus Braun Strowman. And... Um, like this match itself, I really, really find, um, like it, it's just showing Braun Strowman's image, and like, just how brutal this guy is, you know, it, like he he's not he's not someone that you would want to face, and I and I always say this all the time at every single other, uh, podcast that I've said, like Braun Strowman is not someone that you'd you know choose off the bat, like you know what, I'm gonna go against Braun Strowman and just get completely murked, because that's literally what is gonna happen, you're gonna get murked. Um, but you know, like the, um, oh, I don't think I ranked the first match. So Sheamus versus Riddle, I would definitely give that match a good 8.5 out of 10. I love that match. Um, but anyways, um, so yeah, so the Jackson Riker versus Braun Strowman match, this match obviously was just like an obliteration of Jackson Riker. So I'd give it like a three out of 10, just based off of it, just showing how monstrous Braun Strowman is. But after the fact was like, you know, a little, um, cut, a promo that Braun Strowman cut and he was like, you know what? Like Shane McMahon, come WrestleMania, you're going to get these hands in a steel cage match and wow like i'm happy it was it, it's some it, he finally he picked the stipulation i honestly thought that braun Strowman was probably not going to stipulate pick a stipulation if anything i was thinking like he was gonna do like a like an fca but no he's chose a steel cage match which i feel is super smart because like shane mcmahon has nowhere to run you know it's caged up and everything so he's just gonna break him but i don't know why i i just I'm just sensing some kind of like sneaky way that Shane McMahon is going to pull and he's going to actually, you know, get out of that. But I hope not. You know, I really want Braun Strowman to win. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what goes down come WrestleMania. Um, but anyways, moving on from the match was, you know, the long-awaited, um, you know, little teaser that The Miz and Morrison had been saying about their new song and music video called Hey Hey Hop Hop. Obviously, this is just like, you know, another, you know, jab at Bad Bunny because, you know, you can you can kind of tell the correlation between like the song itself and also the the title. And then in the music video, you can see like them dressed as bunnies. And obviously, it's kind of it's like an indirect uh, attack at Bad Bunny. And, um, you know, honestly, the song was kind of a slapper. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like it, it was it was kind of a slapper. But, um, you know, moving on from that itself, like. The whole thing with just this rivalry, I don't know why, like, like, part of me is with it, and part of me is like, like, what the hell, you know, like, I don't know, like, I, I feel like it should be Damien Priest that's, that's getting, like, this kind of spotlight, and I get it, like, he's kind of, like, Bad Bunny's mentor, or the guy that protects Bad Bunny, but I feel like Damien Priest should be the one that's kind of the spotlight, um, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just see what's going on with that, but, you know, you, like, Bad Bunny hit a nice right hand on uh, The Miz, uh, you know, after, you know, the whole fallout and everything like that. And him just destroying their little, you know, poster was just was just so disrespectful. And I feel like like Bad Bunny is like, he's serious, man. This guy is serious. He's about it and he wants all the smoke. 
and you know he says it in his songs he's about the smoke so you know at least he's living up to what he's uh, what he talks about uh, but anyways the second the you know the eighth promo slash segment of the night was just randy orton on the fiend i didn't really have too much to say about this because like you know it's just another uh one of those where like you know he's just you know getting his hype up and you know trying to get his like you know uh hype about the match and the fact that you know, he's trying to make sure that people understand what he's going through and how he's going to deal with the match so obviously we i think we got another week of uh you know this whole thing before we actually see it all go down at wrestlemania but you know we'll see what goes down so the next part of the show was the third match of the night and it was shelton benjamin versus bobby lashley and off the bat you know bobby lashley just exploded and he just you know he, he you, you can just tell his frustration and how upset he is and you know he's obviously just trying to get at bobby lashley just just because he seemed he's he just simply got disrespected you know because like if you really think about it Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin really did put effort into getting Bobby Lashley like that title picture and getting an opportunity to become the champion and it's 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 true and and it's just the fact that they they like they they also helped boost the image of the Hurt Business and again like yeah the main person of the Hurt Business was indefinitely Bobby Lashley but Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin held it down you know in the tag division which is also more men involved in that situation right and they did you know help Bobby Lashley get his image up about how tough he is and this and that but obviously Bobby Lashley you know if you think about it he also already did that you know he, everybody knows he's a he's like beast like this guy is ridiculous and like you don't want to be able to fight this guy and you know etc etc but at the same time like you can obviously tell why Shelton Benjamin is upset but you know like I said, off the bat, he he's just going at it. And Bobby Lashley, at first, he looked pretty defenseless. Like, I, I don't know what happened. Like, I, f- I feel like he was struck. He was surprised by the way that Bobby, that Shelton Benjamin was handling it. And so, at first, like, I feel like, yeah, he, he was just caught off guard. Like, so off guard that Bobby Lashley did not know how to retaliate and how to react. So, it kind of took him a little bit of time to, like, render it and really understand what was going on. And then that's when he started getting on the offensive. And then he started it. And then he started getting on the offensive. And surprisingly enough, I was seeing a little bit of technicalities from Bobby Lashley because usually in this situation, Bobby Lashley is not going to use any technical technical moves or whatever or chain wrestling. He's going to go and just be brutal. But he is facing someone that is that is that is you know almost at his caliber, uh, in in you know skill. So he he's he's using you know these wear down, uh, moves and etc. But you know. The result obviously ended up in Shelton Benjamin taking the loss and Bobby Lashley taking the dub. And the match itself, I would give this like a good 6.5 or 7 out of 10. But again, like you can just tell the story of telling over here. Like they're upset. And Bobby Lashley, like this guy is dealing with so much business, you know? Uh, like you can say in a way business is booming. Uh, one, he's a champ. And like he's just dealing with so many people. Like now he's dealing with freaking Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. On top of that, he's dealing with, you know, uh, Drew, Drew McIntyre. And on top of that, he's dealing with another person that is possibility, but not that I will talk about later on in the show. Um, but yeah, like this guy just have so many people just going after him. And again, he is a champ, so that's just how it is. But just wow. Um, but anyways, moving on from that was like the uh, ninth promo last segment of the night, which was the new day with uh, AJ Styles and Amos. And honestly, this over here, like I, I was at first, I was like, bro, what is what's going on here? And then like. I, and then I obviously you know it's the new day 
and you end up just liking what they're doing and so they were just doing like this whole game show thing and again it's another one of those things where they're, where they're just like doing a mind game and stuff and just trying to trying to like destroy the chemistry that AJ Styles and Amos already have right now because they're trying to prove the fact that AJ Styles and Amos don't really know each other that well and so like how are they going to work as a tag team and this is their first time working as a tag team match um when you know they don't know much about each other whereas you know the new day uh xavier woods and kofi kingston they know they know each other very well they're, they're literally just they, they consider themselves brothers and um you know they, they they're just trying to tell them that yeah you guys are just just have no chemistry and we're going to prove it and so they did prove it again you know they're, they're playing the game and they're, you know at first they started off with charades and Kofi Kingston immediately, uh, oh no, Xavier Woods immediately understood what Kofi Kingston was trying to do, and then it was Amos's turn, and I think AJ Styles was trying to, you know, uh, do Simba from The Lion King, and Amos just was not getting it, so at first I'm like, okay, that one is understandable, because it did look like AJ Styles was trying to, um, like, imitate a cat, um, so that's why it's understandable. But the the next part of the game show is where you're like, yo, Amos, like, are you just this stupid? Like, I feel like this is Shane McMahon should be going after Amos about his stupid stupidity because another game they the the second game they played was like uh like Pictionary for example, and so AJ Styles his word was the sun or his picture he had to draw was a sun, and off the bat you should be able to tell what AJ Styles is drawing and Amos just over there sitting like a complete dumbass and not understanding what he was writing so, like. Oh my goodness, man! Like, what's on? What's what? What is a mus on? Um, but anyways, so like that, that just basically showed how much they just don't know each other. So uh, you know, it, it just it ended up just being um, cutting to the match with AJ Styles versus Xavier Woods, obviously the fourth match, fourth match of the night. And this match itself, unfortunately, did end up uh, in a in a disqualification as uh, AJ Styles lost simply because um, a attacked. Xavier Woods not really attacked attacked but you know Xavier Woods was on the ropes he was imitating he was mocking Omos and Omos just pushed him and so the referee rang the bell and again like it is a stupid way to get disqualified because a push is a push and it's not really like you know a punch or like you know a suplex a slam or whatever like that but he he touched him in an illegal way and that's just how it goes down but you know the match itself let me let me just break down the match a little bit like both both sides had some pretty good uh, uh you know moves in there and Xavier Woods just showing so much mind games and stuff like this guy's just dodging AJ Styles moves and everything and he at, the, at one point he threw AJ Styles uh like he he um he jumped up um and dodged AJ Styles uh little shoulder tackle which sent him through the ropes and out of the ring and then after that he laid down on the uh, on the ring and he was just like staring at Amos and Amos was just like not feeling it or whatever so you can just see the mind games over here that Xavier Woods is playing and it's 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 cool to see really um, but you know the match itself, I would definitely give the match a good, you know, seven out of ten. But honestly, I'm just really excited to see what goes on at WrestleMania, and I feel like next week on Raw, it's going to be Kofi Kingston versus Amos. But I, again, I highly, highly doubt it because again, it was it's always being advertised that Amos is gonna have his in ring debut at WrestleMania. So I feel like it's just gonna be this whole mind game situation going on between the two up to you know like a little build up to wrestlemania and again i think we have yeah we have one more raw before wrestlemania so next week is the last raw before wrestlemania and basically for all shows right so we'll, we'll see what goes down because next week it's going to start off with um nxt takeover 
which will be uh, standard delivery, which will be next Wednesday, um, the, the Wednesday obviously after the 31st, and it's going to be, um, it, it's it's going to be like a, I think I think it's a two night thing as well. So it's going to be a Wednesday and Thursday, and then after that it'll be the final SmackDown before WrestleMania, and then boom Saturday Sunday the SmackDown. So I'm so excited to see what goes down right here, and especially the two nighters. I'm I'm really digging the whole two nighter situation, but I'll, t I'll talk more about that uh, later on or some other time. But anyways, moving on from that match, uh, it was, um, uh, you know, this uh, 10th promo last segment of the night. And it was Alexa Bliss on, just on her and The Fiend itself. She's trying to, like, hype up the image of The Fiend again and just stated how, you know, what happened at TLC where Randy Orton burned him alive and everything. Like, that was just, just such a huge mistake. And again, it's like a wind-up box, you know, like you, you wind and wind and wind and then they're going to pop up sometime soon. And you can't get rid of The Fiend because he's like that, so... Uh, it, it was just another, you know, eerie kind of uh, promo that was cut there. So, anyways, uh, moving on from that was the 11th promo slash segment of the night. And it was Drew McIntyre. He finally had enough. Like, this guy snapped. And you can just you can just tell how shook he was and just paranoid he was. And, yeah, that's just a simple way you can put it. He was super paranoid because he's over here wondering, like, who's going to go after him and who he's going to have to worry about. And who's he, who, how is he going to defend himself? Because, again, if he does lose somehow, he's going to lose his opportunity at WrestleMania when, like, they're literally a week away from uh or two weeks away from wrestlemania so you, you you can just tell and also the fact that he actually did issue a challenge to brock uh to braun Strowman. he's like braun i i, I know i know you want this opportunity like you've been in this industry for how long and, and you and you have and you're at this caliber of fighting style and like you should be a five-time champ by now but you're not so why don't you get at me and get to see if you can get your opportunity? And Braun got up, and I was expecting Braun to go like, yeah, but obviously he's obviously, you know, handling another situation right now. So he's like, listen, I'm going to handle my stuff, um, my business with uh, Shane McMahon. And after that, after I beat Shane McMahon, if, if you're still, mind you, if, you're, if you become the WWE champ, I will be the first one knocking at your doorstep. So you can bet on it and you sat back down so i'm excited to see what goes down honestly like regardless of who's the w champ or not i really really want Braun Strowman to finally get a title opportunity and actually become the champ because he is literally the one that you want to be representing your company you know on on one of the main titles whether it's universal or WWE championship like i really want to see this guy as a WWE champ uh, but anyways uh, mo moving on from that um it obviously did end up being uh, like near the end of that little promo, he ended up getting challenged by Ricochet, and I was really surprised. Like, like Ricochet and Drew McIntyre have two different fighter styles and two different body types, and you know, just 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 two different in general, right? So like, I was pretty surprised to see that, and um, excited to see how the match would go down. Really, like, who knows? I mean, Ricochet could honestly, if you think about it, he could really put pull it off, because he does have that in him. But again, it is Drew McIntyre, so. You know, we had to see. But anyways, moving on from that was um, the fifth match of the night, which was Shayna Baszler versus Naomi. And uh, I think there was, yeah, Mandy Rose and uh, Dana Dana Brooke were ringside. They were um, at the commentating table while, you know, Nia Jax and uh, Reginald was supporting Shayna Baszler and Lana was supporting Naomi. And again, like Naomi is showing so much fight, especially against Shayna Baszler, which... Most people would uh, debate that Shayna Baszler is actually better than Naomi, but I feel like Naomi is better than her. 
simply just because like one the experience is a factor and two like i feel like naomi's okay you know what no Naomi's not more aggressive but naomi just she just she just has that fight in her where like she, it doesn't matter who she's facing she could definitely like take you on and 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 just and do some and do some good damage and actually get a dub out there whether it's with like being clean and usually most of the time she's clean with her fight she doesn't use any like things to her advantage like cheating or getting people to distract etc etc she doesn't really do that but you know like the match itself i would definitely give the match a good 7.5 out of 10 but you know it ended up like ringside there was just some whole next chaos that went down and um you know it, it was just a whole spill but naomi ended up getting a win and it was through this like beautiful beautiful um it's either the black widow or the spiders uh, the spider roller pin but regardless it was just a beautiful pin and she, she won it uh, but anyways, moving on from the match was the uh, moved on from that was a twelfth promo slash segment of the night, and it was again it was just like the little riddle uh, backstage, you know shenanigans or whatever. You know he goes backstage on a scooter and he's just you know talking to random people. And uh, here he's talking with Oscar, and honestly, he's he was over here talking about like you know. Do people in Japan like scooters? Like, do you think scooters in Japan would be a pretty popular thing? And after that, like, he kind of started to realize, like, that's kind of a ridiculous question and, like, pretty stupid. So he just, like, scootered off. And uh, Asuka's, like, looking at him, like, yo, what is this guy on? <laughs> but anyways, moving on from that, from that was the 13th match. Or, sorry, the 13th promo slash segment of the night. And it was uh, it was a contract signing that we were looking forward to, which was uh, Rhea Ripley versus Asuka. And... Just a little sidebar from that contract signing. I don't honestly agree with this whole push that Rhea Ripley is getting to actually um, challenge Asuka and get a title opportunity when there's other people I feel that should be getting that opportunity. Like, like I don't know. I like I get it. Like Rhea Ripley did really do all that she could have done in NXT, but just coming to the main roster and issuing a challenge like that and being able to actually get it, to me, it's just kind of ridiculous and. Obviously, a lot of a lot of other people agree on the same thing. Like a lot of women in the in the in the locker room, a hundred percent deserve the title opportunity more than Rhea Ripley does. But honestly, like come WrestleMania, I just hope the result isn't with uh, Rhea Ripley getting the champ. I really hope Oscar retains. And I don't know. I just feel like Rhea Ripley just needs at least a couple months of you know building her her main roster. Um, like image and then she can like go after a main title but i don't know like coming straight out of nxt and then after that like literally getting a wrestlemania match right after that like i don't know i i, I don't i don't really say Rhea ripley as the the face of the company either you know oscar is a great face of the company sasha banks is an amazing face of the company roman reigns amazing face of the company and bobby lashley another amazing face of the company i mean like just amazing faces and obviously on, on the tag side of things the new day 100 percent nia jackson shane baszler I, I, I would debate on that but like it's so good but i don't know i just don't see rare ripley as that right now um but anyways um it was later announced that um it's going to be Asuka and Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax next week because Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler did come out and like they kind of ridiculed Asuka and Rhea Ripley for even having this match set up because they were upset at and asked or disappointed at Asuka for one with her experience and just how good she is 
how can she accept a match like this from a person that just came out of the NXT who doesn't have much experience and, you know, etc. When when there's so many other women in the locker room that could do that, which is exactly what I agree with. Um, but anyways, moving on from the match, uh, from that was um, 14th promo slash, you know, pre-match segment of the night. And it was M- MVP and Ricochet. And, uh, you know, Ricochet just had like a little talk with, uh, the, with the MVP about you know Bobby Lashley and stuff and he's like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna win this match and I'm gonna be after Lashley and um honestly after that you can see MVP's interest and how much he's actually digging Ricochet like I feel like even though uh like it's a little spoiler which obviously you you guys probably already know but uh Ricochet did lose but I'm I'm thinking that MVP is going to take Ricochet under the wing and he's gonna sign uh ricochet to the hurt business and he's gonna he's gonna become become another client and then ricochet is gonna get a good push but I, I i solely believe that because just just the way that mvp looked at um ricochet after he walked off and just i i honestly feel like mvp sees something in ricochet so he's gonna take him under his wing and uh, you know hire him or as a client or whatever so we'll, we'll see how that thing develops more on but I'm i'm gonna stay strong with that hopefully we'll see more things develop on that but um obviously we'll see <laughs> Um, but anyways, moving on from the mat from was the sixth match of the night and it was Drew McIntyre versus Ricochet. And again, like I said, it was Ricochet that lost. Um, but Ricochet did show a lot of fight. I mean, like he does live up to his name, you know, uh, like the match goes ringside. Drew McIntyre, Irish whips him into the steel steps, but he, he, he catches himself. Like he, st- he jumps up on the steps and then after that, he jumps up on the barricades and then he's running across the, he's running on top of the barricades and he just you know, does a diving kick to, um, no, a diving drop kick to Drew McIntyre, which just drops him, and, um, uh, like, he, he has a lot of fighting then, but sadly, um, you know, Drew McIntyre hit him with the nasty, nasty Claymore, which he did sell really good, by the way, and it just looks so beautiful overall, and obviously, he took the L, and, you know, as Drew McIntyre, he's, like, yelling, he's, you know, yelling for Bobby Lashley to come out, uh, Mustafa Ali just chop locks him in the knee, in the back of the knee, and uh, he challenges him as well. So it just becomes Ali versus Drew McIntyre, which is the seventh match of the night. And it was just another, I wouldn't say obliteration, but it was just another, you know, like just burial. And uh, like Mustafa Ali, he did show some fight. I honestly thought he was going to win. And and again, I'm really liking to see how much, I'm really liking the amount of push that Mustafa Ali is getting and how much time he's getting on TV just to, you know, boost his image and stuff. And I honestly feel like he's definitely going to become some kind of champ. I feel like he might he, he might even go for, like, the U.S. title. But we'll see. Um, but anyways, from that match, after he lost, uh, it was a 15 promo of the night. And it was just Drew. He finally got Lashley to come out. And, um, like, MVP is over here like, yo, this is, like, such a bad business move. Like, why are you coming out here, Bobby Lashley? Like, just stay back there and save this for WrestleMania. And, you know, luckily for, you know, the business, uh, Bobby Lashley didn't actually get anything on Drew McIntyre. Because what happened was, is that nobody was expecting this. You see King Corbin coming out and he attacks Drew McIntyre and he has him down. And he hits Drew McIntyre with a deep six. And then after that, Bobby Lashley's in there and he's all hype and everything. He picks him up, hits him with a, a hurt lock, drops him down again, picks him up again, hits him with a hurt lock, drops him down. King Corbin is so hyped up. He's like, yo, do it again, do it again. Picks him up, hit, hits him with another hurt lock, and then drops his ass. And then, you know, you can just see Drew McIntyre over him with the title belt and King Corbin. King Corbin didn't even attack Bobby Lashley. It honestly seemed like they built an alliance or something like that. So I feel like King Corbin is either going to join the hurt business on Raw and, you know, like leave SmackDown, 
or he's just he's just there for the time being to kind of distract Drew McIntyre or get him or weaken Drew McIntyre so then Bobby Lashley could become one of the contenders for the WWE Championship. Oh my gosh, but you know that's that's my whole spill on uh, tonight's show. And again, like it was a very interesting show to see, uh, and a lot of you know little here's and there's with the with the show itself. But regardless, very fun and super interesting. And like you can just see the amount of storytelling that's going on here, and I'm really digging it. And um, I'm just so excited to see what goes on. This whole build up towards WrestleMania is getting crazy and. It's so interesting, and we got a we got a couple of new match cards, which was obviously Sheamus versus Riddle. It was confirmed for the U.S. Uh, for the U.S. Championship at the WrestleMania, and then we also got uh, Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon confirmed as well for April tenth, and it's gonna be in a steel cage match. So, like, it's gonna be really fun to see, and I'm just loving the build up. But anyways, I will see you guys at NXT. And, uh, you know, please follow my socials and, you know, just, just really help build this platform up because I, I really want to one day get this, like, really big and, you know, just become one of the, like, known, um, you know, professional wrestling, like, platforms. Yeah, but anyways, hopefully I'll see you guys on NXT and please stay safe out there and, you know, make sure you're wearing your mask, you're just, you know, limiting them out, you go outside or at least, you know, keep distance and stuff. But, you know, other than that, you guys take care. Stay safe and just be happy.